0: This is Nick Law, and you're listening to the Hot Forward podcast, getting you ahead in the brewing and beer business. Hotforward.beer is a podcast and website dedicated to the beer industry, supporting budding beer entrepreneurs by gaining insights from experienced brewers and folk within the craft beer industry. So grab a glass, pour yourself a beer, and let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Hot For Podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but the first thing I do in the morning is reach for my iPhone. Now, I know I shouldn't, it's a really bad habit, and I can guarantee, if you're really honest, some of you guys listen to this do exactly the same thing. Um, but on Saturday, I reached out for my phone, loaded Twitter, and the first thing I was hit with was this post from Cloudwater with the title, From the Highest High to the Lowest Low. If you're unaware of what happened um cloudwater were hosting their first ever beer festival friends family and beer and um, they'd been pouring beers for 1500 people on the first night and at the end of the night uh, the police rocked up to inform them that the venue upper campfield market was not licensed uh, to sell alcohol so um, they were in this massive predicament where basically they'd got all these well-respected brewers rocking up from all corners of the earth to pour beer at their first ever beer festival and over a thousand people are coming from all over the country to drink those tasty beers only to be shut down now the pressure must have been absolutely immense now i've had a few dicey licensing issues myself to resolve before and you know on a really small scale even then the pressure can kind of get to you because you know it's the law it has to be abided to Um, so I can't even begin to imagine what it was like for Cloudwater being thrust into that situation but I just kind of wanted to give a bit of an ode to them really at the start of this episode I was really inspired by the wider craft beer community and the way that they all gathered around Cloudwater to help and the way the people of Manchester want to get behind their local brewery and make this festival continue in any other industry you wouldn't get that because everyone's in competition with each other and yet you know you had people like Marble Brewery saying you know while this is all being sorted out come down to our tap room and bars and stuff supporting Cloudwater it was just inspiring to be honest with you. And I've just got the utmost respect for Cloudwater and the way they handled the whole situation. And I think they deserve nothing but praise. So um, I've got this Cloudwater small pail, 2.9%, um, because it's a night. And I'm, I'm going to propose a toast. So you might be on a bus listening to this right now, um, in which case I'll drink this on your behalf. So to Cloudwater... Massive respect from all us Brewers. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Man, they can knock out a good small beer, can't they? Or double IPA or just about anything. Um, Yeah, well done, Cloudwater. I'm hoping they'll come on the show even to talk about that. So if you're listening, Paul or Mark or Doreen or any of the team, please get in touch with me. I'd love to have you on the show to chat about what that was like and um, and about Cloudwater it would be great to have you on. So Now, um, I don't get out to many beer festivals uh, very often, so you can go back and listen to the one beer festival that I did get out to uh, for a long time uh, at Dark City up at Northern Monk in Leeds and uh, listen to my antics there. Um, but that's partly because I've got kids and it's harder to, you know, go out to a beer festivals. So, I was watching this whole thing unfold from a distance through Twitter, but I still felt very much connected to it and, and felt very much a part of the event just by um, retweeting and liking and, and interacting what was going on. And I think technology is really great in that way for craft beer and for the beer industry. Technology has disrupted the old ways of how we interact and socialise over beer. Now it's even playing a much bigger part in how we purchase beer, even business to business. So, this week's episode, I talked to David Jackson, who's the CEO of Ibria. Um Now, I've got a confession to make. I've pulled this one off the shelf um, because you know what it's like being cash flow poor, right? Of course you do. You're all brewers. You're all cash flow poor. Um, well, I'm podcast flow poor, so I've got some great episodes coming. I've got uh, Stu McKinley from Yeasty Boys, which I'll be recording soon. I've got a great episode coming up next week with Willie Maine from Bullhouse Bruco, based in Belfast, talking about some of the difficulties they face selling beer in Northern Ireland. Um, I'll be talking to James Calder from Ciba about small brewers relief. I'll be talking to Glasgow Brewery Collective um, who are a social enterprise dedicated to creating a tap room and event space that is 100% accessible for people with disabilities. And I should be talking to Dan and Laura from Aberdale Brewery who are based in my hometown of Sheffield. So got lots to look forward to, however, I've had a bit of a gap between the last episode and the episode I've got coming next week so I'm pulling this one off the shelf so it's a it's still great content a lot to learn about uh, selling uh, business to business particularly through a, a new model and how technology is enabling us to do that so um, I hope you enjoy the episode again as ever if you do enjoy the hot four podcast please leave a nice review on itunes or wherever it is that you review podcasts if you're into that sort of thing um share it on social media with anyone you think may find it interesting and subscribe to it as well and then you'll get it directly to your iphone so when you wake up bleary eyed in the morning the first thing you can do is listen to my dulcet tones so on that note uh let's hop into today's episode with David Jackson from Ebra My guest today on the show is David Jackson, CEO of Ebra. Hey David. Hi. Now, usually when people think of setting up their beer business, the the go-to business seems to be a microbrewery or like a specialist bottle shop or an independent craft yes. bar or micro pub, but you set up something different. Yes. So- why don't you tell us about Ebria and what it is and why you set it up?
1: Um, yeah, so we, we started um, Ebria um, just coming up to five years ago. Um, the The idea um, behind the, the the site was that um, we wanted to be able to get um, small, really great um, microbreweries from, from all over the country, um, a better distribution and, and more sort of more easily accessible. So we we started it purely as a um, retail business, selling to individuals um and, and that that was uh, yeah in august 2013 um and since then um we've, we've grown at uh, an incredible rate and um started our, our trade platform which was for distribution to pubs bars and, and shops um three years ago in in june um 2015 um the the whole idea of the the site is is enabling people to buy straight from the brewery so being able to 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 source um really great fresh beer uh, able to access a, a whole brewery's range and um and, and just get hold of beer that otherwise they might not be able to get in their in their area really
0: mm. so what makes ebria unique against other distributors that are out there
1: um the the, the, the big difference with us is it's the marketplace model so everything that's that's sold on on ebria it's um it's listed by the brewers so they're setting um the, the stock level. They're telling us everything about the beer, doing all the the, the tasting notes, and they're assessing the price. Um, we then add a, a small bit of shipping on, um, and then and do the um, do the logistics to move it from from that brewery to to the customer. So it means that um, people are getting. Um, the freshest beer uh, possible and they're getting it from as wide a a range um, as possible so we we have um, by far the largest range of of any um, craft beer distributor in in the country we also think it's it's bigger than i think any any uh, distributor in the country we've got 450 different brewers at the moment with about 3,000 different products that are available to buy right this second um, and have sold a, a lot lot more than that different uh different skus um in in the last three years so we, we've just got that, that far wider range and it's from breweries that otherwise people can't get anywhere else in the country mm. um so it's so opening up um yeah a, a huge amount of supply to, to all breweries and for all pubs really
0: so in the 90s and noughties when microbreweries were few and far between so local beers or oh it's camera locale um, were the obvious choice for consumer you know you, i mean in sheffield it was either you could Got have a good pint of easy rider or moonshine or some national brand of keg smooth flow and I, I, I know the obvious choices out of those um in that situation uh, but whereas now there's so much choice for, for consumers um you know you could enjoy a beer from cornwall or edinburgh you know uh anywhere i mean how much of a problem do you think that poses for local beer
1: um i think um local beer al- always has um has that advantage Pe- people are always going to want to have um breweries from from their local area but i think what it has changed is the fact that um historically you could be the only microbrewery in in a relatively large space and have that entire market just just for yourself and because it was local people would buy it regardless of the quality mm. whereas now there's a, a quality aspect to it so if you're brewing bad beer um even if you're the local brewery you're probably no longer the only local brewery so that there are other options um but also yeah as say that there's access um from from far from breweries further afield and people are, are more likely to go for that so i think it, it just kind of brings up the the quality in, in the sector a bit more meaning that if you bring bad beer it it it's less likely that you'll be able to to keep that going whereas yeah if you're if you're brewing uh, good beer then there's always going to be local pubs and local mm. customers that want to try it
0: um we i mean with the beer trade a publican or a bar owner can log on to the site select like what beers they're looking for and just get them delivered via it's uk mail isn't it we
1: uh, we actually use about nine different um carriers um around the uk right. um so depending on on where the brewery is where the customer is and and what they've ordered in in, in that order so if they've bought from 10 different breweries it will go through um it the, the site will look at all of those um customers and um so all all of the brewers um, and and where that customer is and what they've bought and pick the most suitable um carrier or set of carriers to make it um a successful delivery but using as few different carriers as possible throughout that process so it's still a good um a a good experience for 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 the pub
0: so i mean it sounds like it's quite a bit of tech going on there have you got a background in tech or
1: um, yeah, so I, I came from um, from startups. Um, so I, I, I didn't start in the beer industry. So five, five years ago, I was at a, a marketplace business called um, Via Gogo, and I saw how, how that business worked and thought that a similar model um, would work really well for beer because there's a, a large amount of different sellers in, in, in the breweries, and it's it, it's stuff that can be quite hard to, to, to get hold of. So um, that's where the the initial idea came from. Um, so we've um, and and obviously we had to build a logistics platform that that would go around it and, and would work. Um, but yeah, that, that's our background. I'm not not a coder myself. There's a few little bits I've done on there, but we've got uh, we've got a great um, tech team here, um, which is led by uh, somebody I also used to work with at ViaGogo, who knows that model really well. So um, yeah, we're we're a tech business first and foremost, and um, we, um, we we're kind of applying technology. As well as we can to to improve the way that yeah, beer distribution works in the UK. So there's there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of the site that helps a pub know the best beers to get for them to so recommending different beers. Yeah. If, if a pub logs in, they will get a different set of beers visible to them to any other pub that logs in. So everybody's always getting tailored recommendations, and and our site's kind of always learning, learning from that to to improve the experience for pubs. Oh,
0: that sounds amazing. So if which kind of leads me to my next question so if this model starts to become more prevalent for landlords who don't want to be harassed every Monday morning by a barrage of cold calls from breweries yeah. but very much want to be in control of their own buying choices and options where does that leave the brewery as far as building relationships with you know the the business to business customer and the actual art of selling to a real life person
1: um yeah so obviously there's this there's always gonna be a brewery uh, that's, that's trying to sell um and and a, and a sales team and within their local area um that, that's still always going to be the case uh, that, they'll, that they'll be selling um what what we do is be, because we're we're connecting the the brewer to, to, to that customer and we we want to keep um that 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 connection there is still the brewer that's handing over the the items it's doing all of the work with um um with with the products so there there is there is that connection and we're we're adding new features all the time to enable um the brewers to interact with um with the customers so um the pubs are able to to follow the brewers that they're most interested in Mm. and when those brewers have got news there are alerts and information that just goes out to, to those followers so there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of ways that that, that we make it possible for, for them to connect, but at, at the same time, yeah, we're we're still trying to um, make, make it easier for them not to have to, for the pub to not have to actually um, call a lot of people uh, and give them a, a platform to, um, to to access all of the brewers, but yeah, we, at the same time, we want we want to make it possible for brewers to to influence that as much as, as much as possible um it's it's a it's a tough line but um we we, we try to do it um yeah
0: So one of the, that's one of the things i saw on the website um which is, i presume is a new feature is the tap takeover um thing and i mean that looks like a really great idea might just talk us through that cheers yeah so um
1: the, the tap takeovers we launched uh, about a month ago um so the idea of that was um from from talking to our pubs so a lot that we're um, asking for for tap takeovers, they wanted to get um, a certain brewer in, and they wanted us to kind of liaise and and, and make that happen. Um, and we thought that um, that obviously there, there was a lot of demand for for something, and we wanted to find um, the best way of making that that happen. So with with our tap takeovers feature, um, a pub can specify um, whatever they want about an event. So the the day, what kind of um, beers they're looking for how many what sort of formats whether they want a brewer to attend so whether it's a meet the brewer event and um, their sort of target budget um, and, and all of those um, factors um, and then that puts it available to all of the brewers so everybody can see can see that that event's going on and they can submit a beer list and say say what they'll be able to do and, and, and communicate with the um, with the pub about about the event and then the pub from all of that selection of bids could choose the brewer that they want for, for that event, or if they want like more than one, um bid, that they can kind of put them in for for future dates as mm. well. So it, it it's just a way of sort of making it easier for for the pubs and the brewers to, to get those events. So um so that the pub doesn't have to call up a load of brewers to find one who's actually willing to come to their yeah. area or wants to do it. Um and, um and and the brewers can kind of pick and choose the areas that they that they want to go to and those that are some are a lot more keen on doing events than others, so and um, those that that want to get involved can, can kind of get involved as, in as many as they as they want. so that's um, that's pretty much the idea of that. We also did um, uh, a feature at the same time called tap residences um, which follows a similar sort of bidding idea, but it's more for a pub that um, that that doesn't that, that wants to have a changeable beer list but wants to keep some level of consistency in there so. Rather than having one keg of a beer and then change it immediately, they might want to have the same beer one for a month or so. Um, so it, it, it's enabling them to to do that. So um, saying I'm going to clear five kegs over a month or something along those lines, and allowing um, brewers to to bid for the opportunity to, to basically own that that line in the pub um, for a month and give the the pub um, a, a bit of a discount at the same time. Um, so it's kind of a, a win-win for for everybody. And we we handle the the operations and the logistics behind. Mm. Shipping those uh, those bids as well.
0: Fantastic. I mean, what's it like being the middleman between producer and sort of dispense? And what what are some of the challenges that poses?
1: Um, I mean, obviously there are um, there, there are issues that, that come along that way in terms of um, as we we don't physically do any any of the movements. We we sort of have a lot of reporting and, and manage it and, and can can see what's going on. That you've still got uh, got to rely on on the brewer to make sure it's booked out um, correctly, that it's shipped correctly, and then with our carriers that it's moves over as as fast as possible mm. um, and and delivered promptly, um, and that the, the beer itself doesn't have any issues at the end. Um, I mean, on on the whole, it it works um, very very well for that. Obviously, there, there's always going to be be an issue or, or a brewery that forgot that to, to tell us that there were. At a, a beer festival for three days, and suddenly can't. There's a, and they're the only person in the brewery, so they can't actually ship anything out. Those kind of things they they do happen, but um, the customers are typically very understanding of that because um, the brewers get back to us very quickly. Um, we get onto them, and, and because they know they're buying direct from the brewery, it it, it, it makes uh, pubs more than happy to kind of uh, and more understanding um, of, of those kind of issues. Um, but yeah, so it's. It, it 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 can have have its problems, but um, on the whole, it it's it's a it, it works really well. And because everybody knows that it's a marketplace, um, the the brewers know that kind of it, it's their reputation as well. If it's shipped out if it's shipped out slowly, whilst yeah, it, it reflects back on us, it also reflects back on them. So they don't they don't want to uh, yeah don't, don't want that kind of thing to happen either. Um. So uh, so yeah, typically, typically everything get shipped very very promptly
0: yeah so there's over 2,000 breweries in the uk now which i believe is more per capita than any other country in the world yeah do you think the craft beer market saturated do you think we've hit that point yet i mean wh- where do you sort of see it heading over the coming years yeah
1: so my 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 answer to that kind of changes all the time so um wh- when we started the business five years ago uh, and the the there was a huge growth of breweries and then which has obviously continued um i was always saying there are that yeah there's lots of new breweries but i'm expecting that we'll start to see some closing there were kind of some breweries that in my head i might have been thinking yeah i'm not not sure how well those guys are doing um but that that still hasn't happened really in terms of the, the closes in in the rates that, that I'd have expected. M- most of the breweries that started at the time we did are now far far larger operations, um, and um, yes, yeah, so, so so the market seems seems to be um, able to to take that that kind of number of number of breweries. And if you look at somewhere like the the US, I think there's six and a half thousand breweries um, breweries over there. So I think that the market is still very receptive to new brewers and um, the craft beer industry itself is growing very quickly. So there is, um, the, there is increasingly large amounts of money to go after for the brewers. So as long as you're brewing good beer, I think you've still got um, a, a very good chance starting a brewery. It's very tough, you need to have a reason that somebody's gonna buy your beer. Um, but I think overall, um, yeah, it, it, it's still a, a good space. The, the phrase that everybody, though, has been talking about in the last um, few months is taproom model. Yep. So that's something that's certainly very big in, in the U.S. And we're seeing increasingly many breweries that are, are starting up that have uh, a taproom or premises as a very integral part of, of their plan. So that, that initial ability to, to, to sell direct to the public um, through your own taproom, it, it helps a lot to, um, for, for a brewery to, to set up. Um, I'm not sure how how much more we'll, we'll see that in the UK. I think it's there is a, a because of the sort of the three-tier system in, in the US. I think it's a slightly different market over there. Um, but yeah, I still I still think there's there's a lot of opportunities for, for new breweries. I'm sure we'll start to see um, quite a few um, closing, um, and we, we have obviously seen seen a few. But I, I think um, the, the total count of breweries in the UK is only going to go up for the next couple of years at least.
0: Gosh, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, goodness. Um, I mean, w- w- with that in mind, because, you know, obviously I, I go on the website and look, what beers are available for our our tap room. And um, it's, I think, whereas at one point, the the art you know really contemporary looking artwork stood out against very traditional stuff obviously now everything looks very contemporary even sort of the big boys in yeah. in the beer world are i mean i saw i think it was guinness or somebody had put out an um a citra ipa you know and, and, the, and the can looks very s- sleek and modern and sooner or later or do you think we're going to hit this point where it's 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 going to be hard for the co- consumer to differentiate what's really good quality and what you know what's just you know commodity hoppy beer as it were? Um, and how do you think brewers can differentiate themselves more as everything starts to kind of come in line with either car- cartoons or very bold colours or you know?
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, certainly um, branding has come on so much over the last um, three, four years. So yeah, I I think it's quite hard now. Um, So so when we started um, five years ago, because we get sent samples uh, from a lot of breweries, um, they all go through a a blind taste test um, to decide whether they're they're good enough to get get onto our our retail site. And five years ago, we'd get a load of beers through, we'd look at them, and there'd be some that had okay branding but most most is pretty bad um, and you just you'd be surprised by some other beers and go oh that's actually a really great beer whereas nowadays it's swung completely the other way we're looking at the beers going oh that looks great i'm really looking forward to that but then finding quite a lot of the time that what's inside the, the, the can is nowhere near as good um so yeah, brand, branding has completely turned around. Whereas, yeah, five years ago, if it had really good branding, it probably was really good. Mm. Um, whereas now, now it, it's it's no kind of real um, differentiator. It's it helps a brewery get um, a first sale from an outlet, uh, maybe a second, but it doesn't. Uh, but ultimately, if, if the product inside isn't very good, they're not going to get that that repeat business. Um, so it it always all all comes down to. To quality ultimately for for a long-term um success um but yeah brand, branding is, is absolutely critical i mean we and the move to cans as well which has further sort of improved i think branding um they're, they're a great vessel for um for, for artwork and, and and the kind of stuff that, that you've seen that looks really good in cans but it's also what consumers want so we did some analysis on brewers on our platform. That um, moved from um, bottles to cans, um, and found that in the period, so so from from going to bottles to cans, the rate of sales that they were having um, on the site um, were just under three times what they were seeing in bottles. So there, there's a, a far far greater amount of demand for for cans and those kind of cool products. Um, so that yeah, there, there, there's a lot of. And there's a lot of opportunity in in, in in good branding, but if yeah, if your if your beer isn't up to it, it, it won't last.
0: Yeah, I think um, it was Jim Cook of um, Boston Brewing Company that said something like, um, "Nothing kills a good brand quicker than a bad product." Yeah, but I I you know I I know when I've there there are certain breweries out there um, like Magic Rock, for example. You know I've got a huge respect for Magic Rock and what they do they've nailed both the beer and the brand and the, the the whole experience from picking it up to opening it to drinking it is just a a wonderful experience
1: yeah absolutely and i, I think the ones that um that you see at kind of the the forefront of, of uk craft beer um at the moment all have ex- have done exactly that so they've they've had strong branding pretty much from the start um, and I've always had a great product So I'm, I'm thinking people like the beaver town northern monk and um, brew dog all, all those kind of guys they, they, they every everything about about what they're doing um, is, is of a very high quality yeah
0: where do you see the market going for more traditional breweries
1: um I, I think there's always 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 demand for it I mean um, the it, it, it's it's t- certainly tough for them particularly we, we found like the the amount of traditional beer styles that, that we're selling through um has, has really fallen off um dramatically so those those styles are certainly um out of favor at the moment but there there's always a place for a really good um pint of cascale really nice bit of uh, of real ale and in those traditional styles they they are popular for a reason. There's, there's not everybody wants, um, crazy hot bombs, um, and, and that people want want traditional styles. And again, looking back to, to Northern North America, there are a lot of the very cool breweries that have English pale ales and bitters that they're brewing in their range. Um, because to them, it's a really interesting traditional style. And I'm sure that, um, it will come back o- over here and that the, uh, the, the really uh, trendy breweries will start brewing that those kind of styles and, um, I'm sure bringing really great examples of them that will that will make them um, popular again. But um, yeah, it's it, it it it's tough for those styles at the moment. But I I, I think they, they will definitely come back. No no question about that.
0: So on, on the back end of all your program, then can you sort of see what styles are selling the most? Yes. Yeah. So What, yeah. what styles are selling the most at the moment?
1: Um. So so by far the most popular styles are unsurprisingly pale ales and IPAs. Um, and within that, it's four uh, to 5% um beers. So they, they drive, um, it's about 60, 65% of, of, our, of our sales are just pails and IPAs in that in ABV that range because that, that's what pubs need. They need something that's, that's quite sessionable um, and, and, and easy drinking and, and normally at a reasonable price. So that, that's always gonna be, I think, the, the key style, at least for the, for the next quite a few years. Um, for for anybody, so so a brewery needs to certainly have that, that kind of style, and um, nailed down to uh, to do you, you can't easily um, run um, run um, run a brewery off off some sort of very uh, niche style. So even if you look at people like um, Burning, uh, Burning Sky um wild um who do kind of the 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 sour fermented beers they've still got beers like bibble and arise in there that are um that are are doing a a large amount of their volume so yeah Yeah. it's still a hard place for i think a brewery that's going to do just um uh knee styles but but there are there are some out there like um, little earth Project and and chalton um who are who are able to sort of make, make it work um, with those styles, but it's it's certainly the, the the craft beer industry isn't necessarily quite there yet. I think so yeah. to support many breweries just just uh, just doing those styles.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Moving away from the beer a little bit, um, what's the best piece of business advice anyone's ever given you, and and the worst? <laughs> um.
1: Oh. Uh, you've got to do everything. Kind of. To, uh, full hog you can't you can't um if if you're going to go for something if you believe in it you've just got to absolutely go fully commit behind behind the idea if you do a sort of half arse attempt at at something um it's likely that it's just not it's never quite going to come off so if you if you are going to do it um uh, properly go for it but that's i mean that, that that's quite a a lamely phrased, uh, <laughs> thing there. Um, um, yeah, that's, um, that, that would certainly be, um, be, be sort of the, the attitude I've, I've kind of always taken, um, as, as well, um, to, to, to the business. Um, in, in terms of the worst piece of advice, I don't really think I've been given bad advice, but, um, yeah, what we have found because what we're doing is is something that's completely different. Um, it's a, it's a it's a model that, that nobody else um, has done in beer, um, or, or or is doing. We spoke to um, a lot of people within within the beer industry when we were setting it up. We spoke to a lot of distributors was setting up a trade and if i'd listened to all of those experts um that had told me it, it would never work why would any pub want to want to order through through a platform like that why would breweries want to do it we would have got got nowhere um so there, there's there's certainly um uh, yeah that just because somebody's been in an industry for a very long time doesn't necessarily mean they know what's um what what's what's best and what what will work um within that um that, that that industry and that because we're 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 disruptive we're trying to do something that's um that's a bit different um yeah you're, you're not going to find uh too many people who think that it's a, a brilliant idea because it's not what it's not what's currently done um so yeah that that that's uh as i suppose the, the bad advice uh, I, I've, I've had is just don't do it it won't work um
0: <laughs> yeah Final question, what do you think people can do in order to hop forward in their own beer businesses?
1: The The, the most important thing really is that at the moment, um, the industry in the UK is growing really quickly. There there are a lot of opportunities um, out there, but the, the key thing for uh, for anybody is making sure that um, you've got a great product um, and then it's believing in, in that product and, and getting the word out, out as, as much as possible. It's not um it, it's not easy it's no longer the case that um if you uh if you set up a brewery there will be a load of local businesses that that will snap it up um it's um a lot of hard work but yeah as long as as long as the product's great um and you tell a load of people about it and it is uh, it's great for the, it it will get out there it will work and um yeah it, it will be popular but it's it's uh it needs a lot of a lot of hard work to get there
0: Fantastic, brilliant. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Hot Forward podcast this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, follow us on social media at Hot Forward Beers, and visit our website hotford.beer hotforward.beer for more articles, insights, and a range of services aimed at helping you get ahead in the brewing and beer business. Until next time, cheers. Right,